Good afternoon. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday, everybody. We are back with a special guest, Pastor Karma Lee. Go on and say hey. Hey, everybody. <laughs> okay. So today's topic is Royal Relationships Part mm-hmm. 2. We promised y'all we were going to get the woman's perspective yep. on the dating scene in today's culture. Yes. All right, so let's start it out. Miss Ebony, what you got to say about these men? Lord Jesus. Um, <laughs> okay, so like uh, Marche mentioned, so we talked about the men's perspective when we had um, DC on a few episodes ago. So we wanted to see what women think um, as far as dating in today's culture. So um, we're going to talk a little bit about what it is today as a kingdom woman. Um, Is there a fine line as far as gold digging? Um, You know, like our expectations, is could they be considered as gold digging or is that just having high standards? So we're going to have a lot of insight about that. And I'm going to say my perspective and then we're going to have Carmen Lee give her perspective and then we're going to where we land okay and okay. if anybody's um watching and want to chime in please give us your thoughts men come give us your thoughts as well as far as what you expect and let's just get into it okay all right so you said kingdom woman or gold digger yes. what do you mean by that okay so um for instance so when we spoke last weekend i think it was um there is Okay, so there there is a fine line, for instance, if you say, okay, well, you know, um, I'm expecting this guy on first date, so like, what are your expectations? Right. Are your expectation, expectations, um, you know, that he's supposed to pay for everything? Do you go Dutch? Um, is he supposed to provide in other ways? Right. So I actually want to get Carmen Leek's um, opinion, because she actually had a good, a good story she wants to share. But I want to get her opinion on what she thinks um, – because I think you said she mentioned something as far as, like, the black woman syndrome. Yes, so okay. So if she feels comfortable, she can share that, and then I, I kind of just want to uh, piggyback off her. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the black woman syndrome. Okay. Tell yeah. us what that is and what it means to you. Okay, so um, first of all, I hope that my black sisters will not delete me after this. <laughs> um but sometimes getting to the truth is a little uncomfortable, but I'd rather walk in the truth and be uncomfortable than to continue walking in the lie. Right. All my life, I have been told that, you know, when a man steps to you, he should have this and should have that. And, you know, you can't step to me, you know, if you, you're not driving a certain car and you're not driving, you know, living in a certain house and a certain bank account. Sometimes we're even asking men to be what we aren't. Sometimes we don't even have our ducks in a row and we are looking for someone to, um, to come be to us where we won't even be to ourselves. And I think that it's because many of us have grown up um, in homes where we've had women to, to, to train us in that way, to train us that if a man did not have a certain economic status, that he was not worthy of you. If a man didn't drive a certain car, he was not worthy of you. And I just don't believe that is God's way. Um, as I was talking to Marche last night, I was telling her that I, um, my second husband was a man of means. He had many, many means. He had lots of money. 
but he had no wisdom. And so I, I went with him because of what he had and not what he could do to edify my life, not what he could bring to it. It didn't matter if God wanted him in my life or not. I was just pretty much a, like she said, a gold digger because we are not willing to say I'm a gold digger. But if you are looking for someone else to take care of you, if you're looking at their finances, trying to figure out how they can become your finances, you're a gold digger. Wow. And I think that as African-American women, sometimes we're looking at the outside or we're looking at the bank statement and we're not looking, we're not even, of course, you know, um, asking God. And then, um, you know, I know people who they have husbands with excellent jobs, but I wouldn't go to the market with them. So it doesn't matter. It is about who God connects you to because two can't walk together unless they're in agreement. There can be a man with a lot of money who's, a, who's a, a, an abuser. How many times have we seen this on Dateline where someone, you know, had a company, a millionaire, a billionaire, and they buried their wife in the backyard? So it's not about the money. It's about the, the, the divine connection from God God, the, the Bible says, he that findeth a wife findeth a good thing and obtain favor for the Lord. But they have too many women out here. They're looking for the good thing. They've re reversed the roles. Mm. So they're not even allowing the man to be the man in the relationship. They just want him to be the ATM so I can shop and get my nails done. And then some of us, you know, we, we're so independent that, you know, you can't tell me anything. And so that is why homes are so out of order because if you're if the man is not in his rightful place if he is not the priest the provider and the protector of the home then the home is going to be in chaos the wife is going to be the priest or she's going to be this or she's going to be that but there must be order because god is a god of order so we have to lose that all of those things that um, that we've been taught some of us, you know, I mean, I, I can't, I'm saying black woman because I am a black woman. I don't know what my Caucasian sisters feel about that. Right. But I'm saying that I know that I've been taught to keep a separate bank account. Make sure you have a bank account that he doesn't know about. Make sure that, you know, he's paying all the bills. Make sure that he's doing all of this. And and the thing is, if I if I introduce secrecy into my marriage, then I'm introduced, I'm giving the enemy a foothold. Because it, it may be a secret bank account, but I guarantee you the secrets are going to spew out in other areas. Wow. Okay, so question, Carmelie. So um, what's, where, like, where do we draw the line, um, you know, as far as, like, the man being the, like, should the man be a provider in every single case or no? In my opinion, and I probably, you know, some women probably going to, you know, but I just don't think so. I think that sometimes, I don't think that the role should be reversed. I don't think that a woman should take care of a man while he's lying home and, um, you know, uh, playing video games or he's hanging out at the barroom with, you know, but I'm talking about maybe a brother who's in between job, maybe a brother who wants, you know, maybe doesn't make as much money as you make. But then when, whenever, whenever it's that, we just, because why? 
we have the wrong people talking in our ear. We're not talking to God about the situation because God will tell you whether he has a, a, a nine to five or he owns a multi-billion dollar company. God will let you know if that man is for you. And when God does that, then God is going to make sure that every piece of the puzzle is in place if you allow him to. So basically, me and Ebony have already talked about the Proverbs 31 woman. I'm thinking about that because when you're asking, should they be the provider? I think they should be, but yes. I don't think, you know, like you said, if they're um, making less than you or if they um, are, you know, in between jobs, I don't think we need to be so focused on tearing them down as in, oh, you can't even pay these bills now or you're not doing this, you're not doing that. Right. When mm -hmm. it's, you know, we have to, it's, it's, we both have roles and the Proverbs 31 woman in the Bible, it says, she goes out and make, basically makes money. Like, right. it doesn't say she doesn't have to do anything. It doesn't say she's not paying any bills or right. anything like that. It's mm -hmm. just we do, like you said, have roles. I think a man's – one of his main roles is to be a provider, but that doesn't okay. mean when you're trying to get into a relationship to me that that should be the first thing that you're looking at, meaning, oh, if he don't even have a job right now or if he's, you know, not making six figures or whatever, we have that – you know, that veil over our eyes, like, oh, no, nope. you know, I'm Xing him out. No, he can't do this. He can't do that. When who's to know, like, on that, we talked about that movie, um, Acrimony. Mm -hmm. Who's to know if the next day he won't be a millionaire? Who's to know if the next day he won't be able to provide, you know, what you need, paying all the bills or whatever? Right. It's, mm -hmm. but we're looking at what we see on the outside when God says he looks at the heart. So, but, but see, the, you know, <laughs> Acrimony, remember, we talked about Acrimony. Acrimony had me hot. I know. As fish grease because. <laughs>
again, it's my personal experience, other races see that potential and they work with it from there. Right. So what are yeah. we or what's stopping us from looking at it the same way? See, and like you said, your, your experience has been one way. My experience has been something else. Like okay. From what, um, you know, I've worked with, I worked in Highland Park um, right. at a Montessori school, majority whites. Right. What I've seen, I've seen, there's not a, nothing against black men, but I've seen um, their men take care of them. Okay. You know, they, they don't work. They have nannies. Right. Um, their men are providers. Even in the Hispanic culture, their men, you know, they're Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. I've seen it in other cultures where the, the man has been the provider and the black woman has, you know, she's on the school. She got degrees. She has, um, you know, like she she's holding it down. Right. You know, like um, and our men, and this is not bashing our men because we have been through so much right. as a black culture coming from slavery so this is not bashing our black men but this is just saying what it is this is what it is this is what it is and i believe that our black women i think studies have shown that our black black women are graduating more more successful more whatever so we don't want to have to lower the standard right um Mm -hmm. you know from somebody you know you got a master's degree or you you know you're doing this and then your man in and out of jail or or you know whatever but you but you also like i said i love i have a black son right you know so i do love my our black men but i'm like what what, where is the, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's the standard or how? Where's the boundaries? Are right. The, where do you draw the line? Where's the balance? Right, right. Yes. So, mm-hmm. who's going to answer that? <laughs> what is the balance? Like, what's the balance? And that's when I, that's when I think, like, with the balance is, if someone, if you're married to someone, and they say, hey, you know what? I'd like to start a company, Right. And you have the money, you sit down, you know, you bring it before God, you pray about it, and you have the money to help them, right? Then I I believe that we should do that. Now, I'm not talking about before we get married, because, you know, that's different, because we're just dating. Right. But if you, but so many times, it, in so many, in so, some marriages, not so many, but in some marriages, it's mine, it's his, a little bit of ours. Mm-hmm. where the Bible says we clearly become one. Right. So if I'm one with you, then I want to see you succeed because if you're succeeding, then that means that I'm succeeding. Succeeding is not laying in the bed while I go to work. Succeeding is not playing on the computer all day or on the chat line with other women or all of, you know, while that's not succeeding. But there must be balance, but there must be boundaries, and we set the boundaries. See, many times... We look at the outside package. He smells so good, you know, or he's driving this. We don't know if he, if he stole the car. We don't know if he borrowed the car. We just look at the outside. We never get to know the person. We never ask God. We never set the boundary. Right. And so whenever right. a boundary is crossed, now we have a problem. Now we're in the bathroom whispering that he got to get out of here because he <laughs> should have known that. <laughs> You should have known that before, because why? Society is pushing us to do things many times that God, by a certain age, you should be married with 2.5 kids and a dog. Right. And so when that time is approaching, 
many of us settled mm -hmm. and we compromise our standards, but I'm still that angry black woman on the inside. I'm still that broken little girl. I'm still the one who my daddy abandoned me or this man mistreated me. We don't even get healed before we enter into relationships. Therefore, if I'm not healed, then I'm going to break what God may have sent to bless me. Wow. Um, I wanted to say something really quick, uh, Carmelie. So when you first mentioned balance, I think Marcia, I mean, you talked about that. So for instance, um, I was talking to a guy and uh, once we kind of, you know, at the beginning stages, I was telling you, you know, I think that men should be resourceful. Right. That's, you know, that's the word I like to use. I'm like, they should be resourceful as well as women. Right. But it doesn't look the same. Right. So I think that everybody should bring 50-50 to the table, but it's, my 50 is not going to look like your 50. Right. You know, like, yeah. so, um, yeah. for instance, um, a guy I was talking to, I told him we had a podcast and um, he, <laughs> he, has, he has a shirt company, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, to me, resourcefulness means, or being resourceful is, okay, it's not going to take nothing for you right. to get somebody that you're dating, somebody that you, you know, whatever, give two shirts. Exactly. Like, it's, it's not going to be anything. But yet, you want to charge for the shirts, you know, but yet, when I'm cooking, you want to come. Exactly. Get a, you want, you want uh, let meal. me come. Let me come uh, yeah, over there. You, you want to. You want to get a meal, or you want whatever. So I'm just like, be resourceful. You know, um, if that's something that you already have, I'm not saying you know you gotta go, go buy me this, right. or buy me that. But you, as a man, you are resourceful. Right. If if I need my car fixed, you know you don't have to pay for the the um, you know the bill or whatever. But you know you know how to refer me to somebody exactly. who can help me. You know how to be helpful. Same thing as a woman. I know how to be helpful. You know, if your daughter need. Um, you know, she needs something done to her hair. You know, it's just, right, it's just exactly. knowing how to basically play your role, play, play the role, mm -hmm. help each other out. Um, something that's hard for him to do. You can't go to the grocery store. I can go to the grocery store with your money. Right. You know, <laughs> I ain't buying it. <laughs> but I, I don't get this Exactly. Because you know, me, me and hate going to the grocery store. So right. what's hard for them is easy for exactly. us. Exactly. And vice versa. I don't want to get my car washed, but you can go take exactly. it to get it washed and clean because that's something that, exactly. so it doesn't have to be money to me. Right. Exactly. It just has to be basically the, the helping out okay okay so resourceful okay, so men hold on one second so being resourceful so we have role reversal mm -hmm. i'm trying to recap we have role reversal meaning um the one black women as we've said it's been studies we know that like a lot of us grew up in single parent homes mm -hmm. um it's that's where we're at in this culture so it's women women having to take care of themselves pay their own bills take care of the kids by themselves basically like they are the woman and the man especially when they have kids so um that's what we mean by role reversal and going from that so let me give you an example because remember on last time dc when he was on here um for the man's perspective he said when he's dating or when he meets somebody there's a wallop um you know the woman's really really independent she don't want him telling her um no you know she he can't tell her nothing to do or whatever like we don't um submit well that was one of the complaints from dc so when we're talking about role reversal it's like when i'm looking at it i'm just like okay that's where we're at we're going to be like that automatically and naturally because we've had to take care of ourselves so it's right. very very hard for us to take you know whether it's constructive criticism or whatever it's hard for us to take directions and let somebody else lead when we've had to be the leader for so long sure. so on that yeah. i'll say men need to have more grace meaning there may be a wall up 
but you need to have more grace to under and be more understanding as far as why it's like that. You need to know the root of that. Number one. Um, number two is just let me give an example. Like, okay, you know when uh, another company buys out another company, and they come mm-hmm. in and bring their own employees in, and they keep some of the old employees. Mm-hmm. It's like a um, it's division. Like, you know, everybody's looking like, oh, you know, I'm an old employee. I may get fired or whatever. But just let's just say you get a new boss and they come in telling you to do something that you're not used to doing. Right. It's going to be a conflict. Mm-hmm. Like that's even in, like in business or whatever. It's going to be a conflict. It's new. You've never been told, you know, to do that before. You've never experienced that. It's foreign. And uh, Carmelita's where she said last night is mm-hmm. foreign to you. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be some conflict. So just to the men, I would say just recognize that, know where we're coming from because there's so many women that are taking care of themselves and independent, taking care of themselves and their own children. So I would say more grace in that area. Um, okay, so that's role reversal. Um, we talked about being resourceful. Mm-hmm. Um, men, it's not just about money. So don't think a woman's out here trying to be a gold digger just because she's making you play a certain role in her life. Right. And at a minimum, these are just minimum standards. Like you said, yes. if you have a company it's nothing for you to <laughs> give a shirt or whatever you're selling. Right. Like, it's nothing for you to do that. It's nothing for you to pay for the groceries if the woman's going to cook. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just minimum things. And, okay, if you're looking at Boaz, Boaz did a lot. He wasn't even trying to get with um, Ruth mm-hmm. at first. Mm-hmm. But um, he gave her the food. He let her glean from the field or whatever she was doing. Mm-hmm. He wasn't mm-hmm. even, you know, trying to pursue her. So if you're in a relationship and you're actually trying to pursue a woman – there's some things you're gonna have to do like you should make a woman feel like a queen you should make her be like you know like have some interest because she's watching of course we're all watching at the beginning she's watching to see how you're going to treat her that's to me that's a minimum so i think i don't think it's a lot of gold diggers i really think it's just holding men to a standard i agree um let me see i can't remember so we did resourceful role reversal Mm -hmm. um what else i know um Carmelite also said something like, are you established as a woman? Okay. So um, I think that's, you know, I think that's big. I think um, I said, I've said before, you can't be expecting a dime and you are a nickel or, you know, whatever. Like you have to, you know, you have to be the same thing that you're, that you're expecting. Right. So, you know, if you want this man mm-hmm. to, you know, um, have a college degree or whatever, then you probably should have one too. Right. Or if you want this man to have his own house, then you should too. Like I said, and not necessarily because some people, everybody – Everybody has a preference. Like right. Some people, you know, they're like, you don't have to have a house. Right. You don't have to whatever. But mm-hmm. you still have to bring something to the table. Right. Like equally something to the mm-hmm. table, whether it's um, your knowledge, whether it's your, you know, whatever it is, it has to be something that the man can look at you and say. That's a good woman, yeah. period. Like, that's a good woman. Okay. So we are talking about dating from a woman's perspective. Okay. Mm-hmm. So are there any like pet peeves anything else that you've seen just in men that you've been around that you're just like nope i can't deal with that or nope he's not the one Hmm. like i said um that was something i did notice um you know as far as like i'm like men want this or they have all these expectations but they don't want to but that's not for every man so like i said it's um there was you know so men you need to come in the door like, basically on your best behavior, not best behavior, because it should be something that's already established within you. And, yeah. again, like, from a biblical perspective, it's all about the heart. So, right. like she said, it doesn't have to be money. It's the thought that counts. Literally, it is the thought that counts. It's the motives behind it. And But, again, you 
I'm saying be on your best behavior, meaning when you come in, first of all, you're not playing no games. If you're really wanting this woman, like, pursue her. Right. Don't, what, that's my biggest thing. And, of course, I've been married for a long time, but just seeing and hearing things about the man that friends, family members are dating, it's just like, don't, stop wasting our time. Yeah. Like, nobody has, it's 2020, it's too much going on in the world mm-hmm. for you to waste somebody's time. Like, if women just wanted to, you know, play around and date or whatever, they, I mean, they could do that. But most of the women that you're pursuing, they, they want a real committed relationship. They want a husband. Mm-hmm. So if you're showing up in a woman's life and you're not about that, just that's fine. Just be truthful. Just say, I'm not about that. I'm still going to date around. Like, you know, I am attracted to you. Just, le- like, keep it real. Right. It's, it's ba- basically yeah. lust or attraction like just keep it like that don't waste anybody's time go ahead i'm actually um so i saw this post that my cousin actually posted on facebook and she asked uh there were two pictures with a picture at the top it had a family of five uh father was in the picture um so mom dad three kids and then it said 1960s well fast forward to now 2020 whatever it had just a woman she had three kids you know she was ratchet whatever you want to call it you know you can tell you know you can tell like she was a single mama young I think she um, looked like she probably partied and all this stuff and she had the kid on her hip you know Mm -hmm. just whatever so she asked what happened and I responded and I said that of course you know since I've seen the Harriet Tubman movie I have so much to say about that but I think that our culture still suffers from that I don't care what nobody say especially our men I think that we still suffer from that and then when she asked what happened I pretty much said that um, I think it was the oppressor. Yeah. You know, the oppressor in my, you know, what I believe. Period. Point blank. I believe the oppressor, um, he's always had a plan for us. He's out, you know, he tries to literally, um, you know, just take everything from us. Take our, it, the biggest thing, our spirit and our, um, just, you know, who we are. Like yeah. our dignity, our integrity, everything. He tried Didn't to have names. That. We were nothing. We were nothing. So that was back then. And then we overcame that. Right. So when we overcame that, then you see the 1960s, you see the Civil War um, area, era um, after we, you know, uh, won the Civil War, and then you see the families back, you know, united. So right. God had a plan, and he got us back united. Then, of course, the enemy comes. He has another plan. He wants, mm-hmm. and then the oppressor, you know, with the evilness and all this stuff, wanted to stop us again right. or, you know, put us back down here and oppress us. Well, what, the, what did they do? They Because think, think about it. In 1960s, the families were united. Right. Well, what did they do? Then they threw crack. Yep. You know, into the 1980s, yep. and then we have the crack ep- um, epidemic. So when that mm-hmm. happened, then Jail, the families are destroyed again. Yeah, the families are the families broken again, and then the black man is out of the home again. Right. So we, and which mm-hmm. is why Pastor Evans always preach about, you know, Adam or our youth because God wow. He holds the man accountable. So I think that our culture still, like I said, because I see the white, you know, I see mm-hmm. um, the white culture, I see Hispanic culture. They all take care of their their yep, family. family oriented. But the black man. Um, now, like I said, this is not an excuse. I'm mm-hmm. not trying to say, you know, whatever, because at this point, you know, there's so much out there. Everybody can eat at this right. point. But I still think that we still suffer from yeah. that. So I think that's what, what we're seeing, which is why the woman, the black woman now, like we've been holding it down for 20, 20 30 years. Exactly. So that's what I think we're still suffering from. And it's a whole song. Tupac literally raps about that. And I can't remember what song. Keep it hit. One of them songs. Yeah. And he's just talking about how just, like the black woman literally loses on all fronts that's yeah. you know in our jobs um with our own men like it's just it's tough yeah. 
for a black woman, literally. Who was that? Who said, um, I think it was Malcolm X who said the black woman is the, the most disrespected woman in the world. Yes. So, but that's another um, topic. But I do, <laughs> I do personally think that that's where we're coming from. Um, we're just coming from that. So how do we, we have a long way to go. Oh, okay. So how do we, like, overcome that? Like you said, Pastor Evan says, uh, Adam, where are you? Men, it's time to step up. Like, you have a role to play, period. Like, you are the provider. It, I don't want to say we can't do nothing without you because we can. Women, obviously, can be independent. We take care of ourselves. We do a lot. But we can, but we can't. Yeah. Because I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't think a woman can raise a man. Period. I, mean, I, I think that she can. Yeah. I, she can't. Yeah. I think that she can um, financially provide. She can, you know, um, emotionally love a man right. and, you know, all that. But she can't teach him right. how, to be, how to be a man. Exactly. Period. Wow. So we need y'all. It's yes, not just do. about like like I said, it's no it's no time to play no games, like for real. It's families out here suffering, it's children out here suffering. And that goes like, because I grew up in a single parent um home and it it the your absence is felt, yep. period. And it's like lifelong implications is stuff that we have to now overcome in our own hearts because we didn't have you know, a father fatherly figure in our home. So mm-hmm. it's it's, it's, it's bad. Yeah. It's really bad. Yeah. Um, go ahead. So I just think how we overcome it is my favorite word being intentional. A woman making sure that um, you are a woman. Like, remember I told you last week um, when I was talking to the guy, I'm just like, I don't care. I am a, I'm a woman. Right. Period. Point blank. Um, I need you to, to be resourceful. Yep. If don't call me asking me. Um, you know, like I said, and it's not like don't call me asking me for anything. It's just like. Just, just be a man. Right. You know, like when I think of what I want in a man, I'm like, just, just be a man. Just, just lighten the load. Right. I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna lighten your load. Exactly. So, um, but it also means everybody can do that. Like I couldn't have done that before. That's, that's my journey that I'm on becoming a woman. That means, um, you know, being intentional with my thoughts. Right. Being intentional with my actions. Right. Being intentional, intentional with everything. You know, um, just, just making sure that I'm a woman. Right. That I'm being a woman so that way. I can attract a whole man. Exactly. And if your goal is to have a long, committed relationship, you're not going to be cussing each other out, doing all the things that you know is going to basically ruin the relationship. Like, men take conflict differently. You can't. They literally cannot handle being cussed out by a woman, yelled at, whatever. Like, that's they shut down. Um, So it's just like... um, (laughs) It's just like... It's certain things, like you said, being intentional. You have to do certain things and put that in place and already be established, like Pastor Commonly said, like you have to be whole before you come trying to get into a committed relationship because Absolutely. it's is it's going to be very, very, very hard for it to work. Um and so let me see. We talked about how to overcome it. Um Ask Carmelie her um what does she think how we can overcome. How do you think we can overcome this single family or a single parent home? Um men not being the men. How do you think we get around that? Well, um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how we get. I think that first of all, in today's society, we, we, when a person shows up, we don't even make them uh, responsible for anything. We just give ourselves to them. We, they, they, and this is not. This is not an indictment against anybody, but. If a brother is stepping to you and he have 13 kids already, mm. why? 
Right. But you have number 14, 15, and 16. Right. You already saw his track record. So you already know. And then we sometimes as women, we just, you know, like we don't even, we don't, if, if a, it would be an insulting to me if I was in a relationship with a man and he wasn't taking care of his children. Mm -hmm. Because that is, you know, I, that's his pattern. Right. Yeah, I've so never I understood think that. that number one, first of, I know things happen that we become single parents, but I know speaking from my own experience, it was just my rebellion against God. I was rebellious, and I was with the wrong person, and now I'm. A, then I became a single parent, but God never orchestrated it like that, or no, nor did He ordain it. So we have to set our own standards. That we are not giving ourselves to every man that shows up with his teeth showing or shows up in a nice car or, or you know, some women, we have babies to trap men and all of those things. So first it has to start with us. What am I looking for? What am I putting out there? What aroma am I giving off that I'm attracting the wrong type of man? Mm, that's good. So it starts with us, the woman herself. We Always. And we also talked about that as far as, um, you know, like how it is nowadays. The side chick is just blatantly, like, don't care, happy about it, sleeping with, uh, you know, a married man or whatever, just, mm -hmm. or you don't even have to be married, just in a relationship, period. Like, mm -hmm. taking a man who's already taken. Right. So that's yeah. us lowering our own standards or, like you said, accepting a man with all these kids that he's not taking care of, not one of them, but for some reason you think he's not going to take care of you and your kid. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't yeah. add up and it doesn't make sense. So, like you said, being intentional, you need to know if somebody is coming to you like that. Of course, because, I mean, we're women. People are going to approach you. You can't stop them from approaching you, but you can stop, you know, what who you're letting in. Yeah. Um, and we've already talked about that on another show as far as... Thinking that. I'm like, because you remember, DC got on me. Because I'm like, I, <laughs> I already know, you know, two or three conversations in right. that, you know, not trying to sound like, not arrogant, right. not trying, but I, I kind of know by three conversations in whether or not it's going to Right, work. it's going to work. Yeah. And then, me and, uh, well, me and you and um, Pastor Carmelie talked about the, well, you actually said the soul ties with, mm -hmm. you know, sleeping with them before uh, marriage. It right. really is. Yes, I mean, obviously yeah. it is hard, but, and I, I'm not talking about nobody because I, uh, <laughs> I can't, I'm, I, I cannot judge nobody on that. Right. And we do have some mamas listening, so I'm not going to put out all my business, mm. but, um, I'm not judging, but it is a problem. It is, it does create soul ties that may not 90% of the time. That's not your husband. But you're mm -hmm. thinking that because you, you know, slept with him or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the thing you can, you really need to think about before you do because that can yeah. block, you and know, what you're painful. viewing. Trying to break a soul tie is, is literally like, it's, it's the most painful thing. Um, because you, you've connected with this soul. You literally tied mm -hmm. your soul with somebody else's. Mm -hmm. And then when it doesn't work out, now you're trying to pull those two souls apart. Yep. And it's literally... Um, and there's a there's like many videos, but I looked them up on YouTube about what a soul tie is, and it's those it's those memories, it's yep. those emotions, it's all of those mm -hmm. into one. You cannot let go mm -hmm. of them, mm -hmm. but it's because mm -hmm. God never meant for that person to be your husband, exactly. but you made that person your wow. your whatever. So uh, it's painful. Yep, it is painful. Mm -hmm. So yes, key thing is to be intentional and have a actual standard. Don't just go out here 
waiting for any man to come along. And yeah. me and Pastor mm-hmm. Carmelie talked about that, about how we make men our idols. Because I guess you've been, you know, alone for so long or whatever, you'll take anybody or like she said, Pastor Carmelie said, you'll settle. Don't do that. You are literally, I know people always say that you're better off by yourself, but you really are better off by yourself so that you can grow, heal, and learn everything you need to learn to be a good wife. Because it is, it is a call, like it's a calling basically. Like you can't, like it's not, it's not easy. You Mm -hmm. think, oh, I need a husband. I want this. I want this. I want this. But it comes with responsibilities. Like everything we ask God for it's a responsibility in it. Mm-hmm. So if you're by yourself, I know it's not easy. I, I, I know loneliness is very, very hard. But you have to, again, go back to that perspective that we talked about. Look at the perspective uh, from the perspective of he's growing you in this season. Yeah. It's a reason you're by yourself. And don't just come, you know, just being with anybody when you're in your like right a mind. Like exactly. You just, you like a beggar pretty much. Just right. to have yes. companionship. If yeah. you want companionship, go spend time with your family or go out with a friend or do something to where you can get that companionship because bringing a man in your life that's not supposed to be in your life and it's wreaking havoc mm-hmm. is a hundred times worse than being by yourself. Yeah, and then it's like once you get that, you know, um, I think so many pastors say, say this, but once you get what you want, then it's like, I wish you, you know, you wish you were single. Again. Exactly. Literally. I had a nickel for every married woman who's, who's told me, <laughs> like, enjoy your singleness. And I'm thinking about it, and I actually imagine it. I'm like, I cannot just lay on this couch like I want to, you know, because you, <laughs> your husband's going to be expecting you to be up exactly. doing stuff. You know, cooking, cleaning, making sure the house clean. Literally. If I don't want to fold these clothes, I don't have to. But your husband's going to be like, what you been doing all day? You know? Literally. So I really am enjoying my singlehood, even though I do, you know, still desire a husband. Right. But I'm not, I'm content where I'm at because I already know exactly what I had to get there. Because I already know once I become married, it's going to be a whole job. Whole job. Whole full-time job. Literally, yep. whole job. Um, let me see. Did y'all have, oh, let me go through these notes. Hold on one second, Pastor Carmelie. Okay, so you, you, go ahead. That? Yes. Okay. And, and another thing I just want to say is that we as women of God, you know, kingdom women, we shouldn't be st- a, br- a brother who is not saved or sanctified, filled with the Holy Spirit, walking and, you know, um, uh, allowing God to lead him. We shouldn't even be considering that because if he if he is if he's supposed to be following, if he's not following God, then where is he going to lead? you? Absolutely. And sometimes we don't even look at that. We think that we can get in the relationship and we're going to change him. Um, I said this on one of my Facebook Live a long time ago. I was in the, um, in the span of transportation with this guy. And he said, if ever you get in a relationship and you're thinking that you're going to pull somebody to your level, he said that happens sometimes. He said, but most of the time, and this is not just for marriage, this is for any relationship. He said his pastor did this example where the pastor stood at the end of the stage and he said, um, he called somebody out of the audience and he said, I'm going to try to pull you up to me. But he could not do it. But when he said, you pull me down to you, it was very easy. So a lot of times God has us on this path to purpose and then we go and get with the wrong person and it derails our destiny because he's not being led by God. A man who is not being led by God cannot lead you to anything but this. Mm, absolutely. Wow. Yep. 
Did y'all hear that? <laughs> Literally. So that's first and foremost. He mm-hmm. needs to be led by God. Like, that's first and foremost. Um, especially, like you said, as kingdom women. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something else um, Something else you also said last night, Pastor Carmelite, about a boa constrictor. Do you remember? Yeah. Okay, so it kind of piggybacks on what you just said. Like, if he's not being led by God, he's basically leading you to worldly standards or worldly expectations mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. ends in destruction. But Mm-mm. you said something like, when you're with the wrong person, you kn- first of all, you know, like you said, you know, mm-hmm. in, you know, in a couple of conversations, mm-hmm. we know mm-hmm. where you know where the man is going to lead. Like you can literally see that you can know by how he's talking, why he's treating you. Right. Um, mm-hmm. You already know. So when you don't, when you disobey those signs, and when you disobey like what you're supposed to be doing on your own, it's like basically laying up with the boa constrictor and she brought this this up last night and of course when i thought about it i was like no i'm getting kind of scared because that literally scared me just the thought of being with the wrong person or being around anyone who's not meant to be in your life Mm -hmm. thinking of them as a snake that's literally in you in your own words says sucking the life out Mm -hmm. of you that's what a boa constrictor does it does not let you go anytime you try to move it squeezes even tighter like it's literally sucking the life out of you so you need to think about it not just on a worldly perspective of oh you know I'm I'm giving me a husband I got this man or whatever but it's it's more to life than living it's literally an eternal destination we're going to so if you're with somebody who's sucking the life of, out of you sucking your purpose out of you sucking your morals and your standards out of you I'm sorry point blank period they have to go like it's it's it may be a hard decision you may have to be homeless you may have to go live with somebody you I don't care that's it's better off being by yourself than being with somebody who's doing that. So Absolutely. it's just really, really, really um, important that we start doing that. Yes. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to say, Pastor Carmelite? Yeah, I want to say that because uh, a godly man is not going to, no, I'm talking about a real godly man. I'm not just talking about somebody who say they godly, but they look more worldly than godly, right. having a form that denying the power. But a godly man is going to bring something. He's going to be almost like a midwife. He's going to push you in places that, you know, like a, a worldly man is not. He's not going to want you to compromise because if a godly man is trying to get you to sleep with him before marriage, then that is not the, I don't care how much you love him. I don't care how fine. I don't care how good he smells. If he is causing you to compromise in any area, then that is not the man for you. Because what happens is if the enemy knows that I can get her to compromise there, then he knows that I can cause her to live a life of compromise. So when a when a man shows up and he might be carrying a Bible and he might know a few scriptures, but every time you get together, he wants it to be at your house in a dark spot or at the motel or whatever we, we're doing these days, then we have to understand that he's probably not a godly man. Right. So he's probably 150% not my man. Mm-hmm. Wow. And again, that's with being intentional. Mm-hmm. We have to make the decision for ourselves as far as what we're accepting. Mm-hmm. And it's hard because obviously it's more people that have premarital sex than it is that don't. That's so, and that's literally, I've only known one person in my life other than people I've seen on TV, but actual like knew her, which was a college roommate. 
she did mm-hmm. she um stuck to that standard or whatever and did not have any premarital sex and she's just not getting married in 2019 exactly mm-hmm. so, <laughs> so and she's 33 too wow. so and that's what i'm saying that's that's it's hard it's our flesh is i mean that's the temptation but there's a better route i know it's hard um but it just from personal experience you need to take the better the higher road and look yeah. for number one a godly man Number two, do not lower your standards just because you're lonely. Mm-hmm. Number three, men, it is a role reversal. So give us some grace. Don't always be going around. That's why nobody wants to date black women. That's why y'all mad. That's why, like, don't talk about your women. Like, your mother is a woman. Like, the, the most important person to you, your mom, right. is a woman. You wouldn't ever want anybody disrespecting her. And you want the best for her. You want her to have a good man, good husband, or whatever. We all deserve that as black women. Because, as Evan said, like, we have and continue to go through so much right. so give us a little grace we give y'all plenty of grace even when we don't need to but and don't want to but we give y'all plenty of grace so just just think about that and please don't waste nobody's time if you're not yeah. trying to be committed and you know the woman wants to be committed then move around Everything. yourself um did you have anything else you want to say Mm-mm. okay i wanted to just close um and i want to say something very special and dedicate this episode to my former first lady um mrs mm-hmm. evans rest in heaven but Amen. there was two things um, that I watched her videos, her former videos that she made. Um, two things she said. She said she left, um, when, before she left, she always said be a legacy woman. Okay. So make sure that you're leaving something for, you know, your kids, your mm. grandkids, your family. So always be a legacy woman. And the second thing she said, when you're looking for a man, she said make sure that he has a vision um, for you guys. Wow. So he should have a vision. So he should mm-hmm. have a plan for y'all. Mm. So. Wow. And we are definitely, please throw up plenty of prayers uh, for the Evans family and what they're going through. And that can be a whole other topic, which I was going to tell you about. Um, Because remember, I texted you and said um, that was the most, that Tony Evans is the most faith-filled man I've ever seen in my life. Absolutely. Why I just, uh, I can't remember. It was one of the emails that I'd be getting. But it was like, um, we, for we have faith by um, hearing the word, mm-hmm. it's something like that. Um, we have faith by hearing the word, um, or we learn it. Something about faith and how you hear the word. You get faith by hearing the word of God, learning it. Mm-hmm. And obviously, um, I don't know if y'all know, but Tony Evans just put out a the first ever from a black pastor um, study commentary Bible. Um, and I just started thinking about that as far as like faith which we need to talk about how to increase faith when we're, because we just had an episode on um, the waiting season and what we need to do in waiting. Um, So the answer to that is reading, like learning, studying the Bible, because the more you do that, it says the more your faith will increase. But we'll talk about that on another episode. But yes, definitely say a prayer for um, the Evans family and what they're going through. And men, step up. Women, step up. Mm -hmm. Don't, do not lower your standard. And we will be back. Um, next week with a new topic. Have a good weekend. Have a great weekend. Thank you so much, Pastor Carmelite, Thank for you, coming Carmelite. on last minute. Thank, Thank you so God. much. Thank you all for having me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> bye-bye. Bye-bye.